Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, we're actually both co-hosts. Good morning, Mike Mueller. Good. Well, that now all of a sudden you just ruined our evergreen thing, but okay. Good morning. Oh, I did. Well, let me double ruin it. And there's the the famous sip of coffee. And here comes the sip of green tea. The ubiquitous morning sips. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. If you're a new listener, uh, welcome. <clears throat> if you're an old listener, uh, we don't have old listeners. We're all young and spry. But uh, we talk about things that are relative to marketing online, building your website, getting the word out. We talk about technical things. We talk about marketing. We talk about, man, Mike, sometimes it even gets a little psychological about the things that we say online and, and how we respond. One of my favorite shows from uh, a recent year was what? how do we respond when we mess up? You remember that show, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, folks should go back and uh, check that out. If you have missed the previous episodes, because this is our ninth year, this is Season 9, Episode 2. Mike, where do they find the old shows? <laughs> well, I'm going to say it, it really, because uh, I'm, I'm seeing them go everywhere. So you can, if you subscribe to the show, you can go over to iTunes. You can find all of them over there. Uh, you can go to, I've, I've been getting a bunch of people who have been listening on FM. Um, not FM, the radio station, but FM, the channel. <laughs> and apparently we are put over there too. But uh, maybe the easiest way is go over to Social Media Edge or even Blog Talk Radio. But I'm going to say socialmediaedge.com. And yeah, yeah, it's a great place to go. Occasionally, we even update that website. <laughs> uh, you know, Mike, it's it's interesting. This is our ninth season, and the tech team just now launched our Twitter. Really, we have a we we have a Twitter account, but Twitter's dead. Though. We we do. Um, interestingly enough, we've been using our personal accounts all these years. Uh, but we're yep. now on Twitter at SME Radio. So twitter.com forward slash SME Radio. Jump over there. Follow us. I'm going over there as right now. As they would say. <clears throat> now, Mike, um, we talk a lot 
about things that are critical to marketing. But we mm-hmm. also talk a lot about technical things. And you know my favorite days are when we bring both of those together. How about you? Uh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to do a, actually a follow-up from uh, last week's show. We started talking about the sales cycle, and uh, Mike immediately thought of a great guest, and uh, he's going to be joining us a little bit later today. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And thank you, Mike, for for pulling that together. Um, so, yeah, there are a couple of things we need to get out of the way first. I love this. You got this is it probably doesn't get any funnier than uh, news, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, back to things as they were. A uh, <clears throat> couple of things from the news. Number one, we were talking about this in the green room just before the show came on. One of Mike's favorite things is video, and we talk a lot about video on the show. And Facebook mm-hmm. is one of the biggest providers of video, uh, although we've got a little um, statistic coming up later in the news. Facebook has decided, Mike, <clears throat> at least to try inserting ads into publishers' videos at the 22nd mark. <sighs> well, oh, you're okay. excited about that. Yeah, I but, Okay, Facebook makes money by selling ads. I get that. And Facebook Absolutely. wants, I mean, the first they started with images, and they really wanted, I mean, it used to be Facebook didn't have images. Way back when, they didn't have images. They did um, not. And then they added videos, and then they decided to go after the video market and really changed how, you know, how all of us deal with videos and things like that. And including, I mean, at one point, they were actually turning off YouTube videos and making them a separate link so they didn't show up in stream, um, trying to get people to force more videos on the platform. And you know what? That's all great. But I don't, you know, I'm just not a big fan of ads in my videos, and yes, happens over at YouTube all the time. Uh, they're little pop-up ads, uh, mm-hmm. little things down at the bottom, or they're, they're ads that happen in the beginning. But, uh, you know, could it drive people away from putting videos up on the stream? Well, you know, one thing I have not seen yet, Mike, is how long these video inserts are going to be or these ad inserts. Um, wow. Have you seen any stats on the length of them? I mean, are they going to be 30-second ad spots stuck in oh, at the 20-second mark? <laughs> no, and, you know, we don't know, and I have, I have not seen. I saw the announcement as far as that goes, and I cringed immediately. That was, that was <laughs> my and, – and, yes, I love marketing, and I love – and we could talk all about YouTube marketing and things like that too as well. But um, – no, you know, are they going to be like YouTube, really, you know, where it's got a little ad, little banner ad down at the bottom? So YouTube does in-stream ads all the time, and they'll do a little banner at the bottom. Could it be something like that, or is it going to completely disrupt the video, take over the video for mm. 10, 15 seconds? 30 seconds would kill everything, I think. Yeah, and, I want to see. You know, uh, I want to see a demo. I want to see what's coming up on that. Yeah. 
see if you can talk to the folks there at Facebook and make that happen, Mr. Mueller. Um, Facebook is also in negotiations with some larger producers, some publishers, some uh, we'll call them uh, grassroots network, I guess, because it's not your typical network stuff uh, for providing sports shows, game shows, um, Mm -hmm. content created by professionals. I don't have a problem with uh, popping an ad in that. Do you? Not well, not at all. And you know, really going watching, and I'm I'm a big fan of because it, it happens in our household all the time. We're watching movies, we're watching sports, we're we're watching. You know, typically we don't watch game shows, but um, going over to and and watching that at the same time, having your other screen open, which is probably your your cell phone, and uh, getting additional content from that. I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, we switch over and I'm watching a sporting event or, or what have you. And the wife pulls out her phone and looks up a player's stats or what have you. That's phenomenal. So I'm okay with that. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I don't have a problem with that. Hey, uh, Mike, do you WhatsApp? I don't app. Hmm. I should. I uh... I, don't. I have it on uh, another one of my phones, uh, and interestingly enough, when I logged in, I saw that several of my or a few of my neighbors were on there, and uh, <laughs> I just started texting them through there, and they're all like, "Well, yeah, we have this for you know uh, things." So we have a little neighborhood uh, group on WhatsApp, but that's the only thing I've ever used it for. So this stat mm-hmm. kind of blew me away. Uh, WhatsApp, over the 24-hour period that is New Year's Eve, there were the users sent over 63 billion messages. 63 billion, Mike. Wow. That's a lot of – well, that's in, – and in really, that is a huge amount as far as that goes, but you got to figure New Year's Eve is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said huge, not huge, by the way. Um, <laughs> Eight billion of those messages were images, and 2.4 billion, Mike, 2.4 billion WhatsApp videos on New Year's Eve. Amazing. Yeah. Video, man, it's just, it's where it is. Um, Hey, did you hear that uh, Zuckerberg might be eyeing up the political spectrum? I don't. don't, uh, Yes, I did hear. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Very interesting. If you want to learn more about that, just Google it. There's a story over on Forbes that came out last night. Um, really just asks if Zuckerberg is considering planning a run for office. Um, but he has certainly done some legal things, some, some legal, um, not wrangling so much, but as strategy to make sure that he can run for office and hold office and still be the, um, the big wig at Facebook. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, this next one, I don't even really know why it's news, except for it was just probably a really bad faux pas, Mike. 
Have you ever well, posted something to Twitter or Facebook and looked back at it and said, oh, I misspelled that word? Yes, I do. I do it all the time. Yes. I do, too. On Twitter, you're kind of stuck with it. On Facebook, you can go back in and edit it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say what happened. I'm just going to say that Yahoo Finance posted a story that said something about the new president wanting a bigger Navy, only they yep. misspelled bigger. Um, yeah. It was a racial slur. Of course it was accidental. I'm sure now, Yahoo I, did not yeah. do that. It, 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 it totally was accidental. i got to ask you. Here's my first response when I see things like this, and i got to ask you if you do the same thing. I, I know how to type without looking at the keyboard, but... When I see a typo like that, the first thing I do is I look down at the keyboard and see how far away the mistyped letter is to the letter that they meant to hit. Do you do yes, that? I do. And how far away was that letter, Mike? Uh, right next to it. <laughs> it was. So uh, they left it up for about an hour, and uh, it got several actually very humorous responses uh, from some people that could have been highly offended by it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just you let that be a reminder. Before you click post or before you click schedule, go ahead and uh, take a quick reread. <laughs> take a, just a, a little I, quick reread over that. Before we go too far, I have to say reading the – actually, if you go over to Blog Talk Radio and look at the the actual promo for the words for – Uh, our show today. It says, Mike knew right where to go for a great follow-up, so he invited Chris Dreyer to reevaluate. Guess what? Mike knew is N-E-W. Hey, it happens. (laughs) It happens. It happens all the time. And, uh, yeah, I love it when people point it out. A lot of times, they'll be a little timid about it, and they'll say, I don't want to upset you, but on such and such, on paragraph so-and-so, you use the word, uh, you know, N-O-W instead of uh, K-N-O-W. Hope you don't mind me letting you know. No, I don't. In fact, I would pay you because that's a fee for service. Uh, We have a new segment that we've started doing this year, and those are our tools segment. We don't really have a, let's see if this works. There we go, tools segment. Um, So we're going to present every week one of our uh, tools. And this week, Mike, what do you have? What's your tool? Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to pick on me first. But, because I'm going to run out of tools, I, I'm guessing. But I, I thought of a great one this week as I had a client who was looking to start a new website. And she wanted to know what should I put, what, what's my domain name, what do I want to do? And... She started looking for things that were available or not available. You know, what were the possibilities? Well, I have a great tool for you, and it's Domainer. And i got to spell it because, guess what? It's the Internet. We don't spell anything correctly. So it's D-O-M-A-I-N and just the letter R dot com. And that'll get you And if you were in the chat room, you could just click on that because I just posted it in the chat room. But you're not in the chat room. Uh, Okay. That's right. What does it do? So, Walk us through it. You can, you can put in any sort of keywords, and like you put in, um, I'll put in keyword. 
And what it will do is it will start coming up, and it will look very quickly for all the quick possible words that keyword might fit into a domain name. So .com, .net, .org, that kind of thing. But it tells you whether or not they're taken. It will tell you whether or not they are uh, available, uh, if they're up for sale, which basically I'm going to say is usually taken unless you've got a big budget. Um, but it'll tell you a bunch of different ideas, and then you can even go a little bit farther and start adding other keywords, and you know it'll kind of create um, a bunch of different ideas for you. You know, one of the first things that I noticed when I used the tool is uh, there are a lot of top-level domain name extensions, the you know .com, .net, .whatever that I didn't even know existed. Dot link. I didn't know that existed. Dot uh, site. Dot click. Yeah, we could do a whole show just on that. And you know, Mike, that used to be a big deal. It used to be that you just had to have dot com because everybody automatically assumed dot com. But in today's advanced world of search, it's less and less critical to have a dot com. I agree. As far as especially if you're going for if you're well if you're running dependent and here we're going into our show. If your if your <laughs> funnels, we were talking about sales funnels. If some of them are uh, SEO, then uh, people are going to find using keywords in Google, and they're going to be driven to your site. If you're doing Facebook advertising, if that's your funnel, they're going to be driven to your site without typing it in. If your website is much more of a let's say a brochure, and you're marketing materials are all print or what have you, you're relying on people who type in or remember, hey, it's areweconnected.com and exactly. something like that, then you are reliant on the .com. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be very quick with mine because we've got a great guest that's just uh, kind of waiting around. And everybody knows I'm a big Twitter guy. I love Twitter. I've never stopped loving Twitter. It's morphed over the years. It's not quite as um, I, in some ways, it's every bit as engaging as it used to be. In other mm-hmm. ways, it is uh, a little bit less so. But I have a tool that I use, and it's it's CrowdfireApp.com. It's the Crowdfire app, and something that it really helps me do is stay on top of new followers. Uh, when people follow me, I can go to CrowdfireApp.com sync it with my Twitter account, and they do Instagram also. And I can find who followed me in the just really recent, like I'm looking at it right now, and someone followed me an hour ago that I have not returned followed. Uh, it gives me their profile, their profile picture, their link, and all that stuff. And I can follow them right there from Crowdfire. Another thing that it does is it helps me dig out those people who follow a bunch of people and then once you follow them, they unfollow all those people, um, yep. and and it lets me unfollow them right straight through there. Uh, an interesting trend that I want to talk about but not today is a lot of accounts, there's a trend. Somebody out there is teaching people who are trying to build a Twitter uh, following that you should not follow anyone, that you should follow people, get them to follow you, and then unfollow. So you'll see people that have like, um, four or five thousand people following them, and they're following zero, zero. And these are not celebrities; they're not authors; they're just normal, everyday people like Mike. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hey, we're going to take a really quick break, and as soon as we come back, we're going to be joined. Who, who's joining us, Mike? Chris Dreyer. Of? Reevaluate. Reevaluate. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be right back. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Areweconnected.com forward slash smedge. Social Media Edge Radio. Welcome back. Uh, Mike, I'm going to let you have the podium, sir. All yours. Wow. Okay, so uh, let me start off by saying, uh, last show, we were talking about, uh, actually, we started, we were talking about sales funnels, and that kind of led into the sales cycle. And during the middle of the show, I'm getting this idea, you know who we really should have on? Probably one of the smartest people I know uh, when it comes to um, sales cycles, things like that. Um, and, and not even, we, we could get into big data, but um, I, I just have to say, totally in awe every time I, just one of the nicest guys I know, Chris Dreher, uh, and Revaluate is his product. And what if you're not familiar with it, and I'm going to say you're not familiar with it, because you probably remember way back in the day when you first heard of it, and it would tell you whether your neighbors were noisy people. So you can put in an address and it'd say, hey, your neighbors are pretty noisy kind of thing. And Chris, if I'm wrong, you can hit me on that. But... I'm not going to really get into what it does now or what they're working on now, but I just want to welcome Chris to the show because, hey, welcome, Chris. Man, thanks so much, Ken and Mike. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Man, Mike, you and I have known each other for, uh, I think, before the Social Media Edge show began, so over (laughs) 10 years, so... Uh, and I've listened on and off through the years, and I'm just so glad and, uh, uh, that you guys keep it up, and, and this is really a, a benefit to society. Oh, oh thank you. Oh. We're sending the check now. <laughs> so given that, uh, yeah, I, I, we got to start the show with what are you guys working on now? What's the new thing? Because I've gotten an inside little thing. Uh, tell me what you're working on now. Tell them. 
<clears throat> well, I can I can drop some some buzzwords. Um, we we're we're uh, big on fun stuff like uh, machine learning and the big data that you referenced before, and uh, we we're really focused on helping agents uh, understand who in their contacts are most likely to move in the next three to six months. And mm-hmm. you know, ha- there's lots of different ways to try and figure that out. Um, but it, it boils down to um, let's help people be more efficient, uh, people in this case being real estate agents, mm-hmm. and let's, uh, let's keep the, you know, being a consumer and someone that is not a real estate agent and someone that buys and sells houses every now and then, I really don't find it beneficial when a real estate agent calls me when I'm not ready to buy or sell uh, right. or when I get junk mail from them. And so there's some efficiencies that I think that, that we can improve on in the industry. And that's, that's kind of our goal at Revaluate is let's see if we can improve the, uh, the way we do business and the way real estate is transacted. And uh, let's leverage data and technology to do so. Yeah, and, and the agent's time and energy. You're, you're saving, I mean, your product is going to save just copious amounts of time and energy. That's the goal, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as far as that goes, I want to talk about uh, the sales cycle in real estate. So, um, and I'm, you know what, I'm going to say I am not typical. Um, I, as far as that goes, I bought a house uh, 15 years ago. I'm probably not going to move in the next 15 years. I'm not the typical, but uh, given that, I you know I see and I get all sort. I get people knocking on my door. I get people, you know, I get all the mailers. I love New Year's because I get 15 different calendars to put on my um, on my refrigerator. <laughs> uh, are they all for the same year? And mostly they're all for the same year, and, and yeah. I'm going to say, because I'm San Francisco Bay Area, most of them are sports-related, so at least there's that. Um, yeah. So I got, you know, 49ers and Raiders and, you know, the Golden State Warriors calendars. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. So so that was my, my uh, intro into real estate, um, as far as a job goes, was actually in the direct mail business. And so I have some pretty strong opinions about direct mail and calendars and postcards. And yes, they do work for the, for the right person. And it's one of those funnels that you were talking about before. Um, But there's no feedback, right? It's an empty void that you kind of send that stuff into and you don't know if it works or if you're getting results. And so you just sort of you get a phone call from one person and then you have an example. Okay, this this worked uh, because I got one one phone call, uh, one lead. Yeah. So maybe that is worth it. But yeah, I have I have strong feelings about the the calendars, um, and I, and I don't even like putting stuff on my refrigerator if they're magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now given that, so in real estate, one of the first things that you need to do is let's say you're you're brand new starting out or you just moved to a new area, you're an existing agent, but you just moved to a new area or what have you. But no matter what, you gotta have leads. So I'm gonna say getting people into your database and that's what a lot of agents will call it, whether they're using a CRM of you know, whatever, but getting 
people in, and that's why I get people knocking on my door. That's why you know you go to a website and it makes me register, you know, for their home search or what have you. They're all trying to get me into their system. So, getting leads is the first part, correct? Is that wouldn't you say? <clears throat> I, I would I would challenge that actually, Mike. Um, I, I would politely challenge it. I would say that. Um, Unfortunately, the first thing is that most agents don't have a database and most agents don't have a system. And mm-hmm. that's based on my own uh, conversations and, and, and working with agents. Um, they would like to have a database. They'd like to have a system, but they're not really sure what system or database to use. A lot of people, and I would even say most, so 50% of agents just have their email system, and that's their system and their database, right? It's nothing <laughs> nothing more than that. Is that something that you've run into also? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But at least that's, that's something. That's, they've got people in their system, whatever that system is. Right, so even if it's just, just an email address that they're collecting. So, yeah, from that standpoint, I agree, yeah. And then typically what would be, and, and what we're doing is I'm going through um, different ideas as far as um, what an agent typically goes through. And then they're going, to, they're going to market for that or market to that segment that they have. You know, and they're going yeah. to, when they're, when they're starting to get organized, they're going to, okay, how do I get out and reach these people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and it depends on whatever system or database they have. It's gonna, it's um, they may have entirely different uh, information in that database. So, you mm-hmm. know, ten seconds not to get too nerdy, but it, obviously, if you don't have physical addresses, you're not going to send them postcards, right? If right. you don't have email addresses, you can't send, um, you can't do Facebook marketing without uh, email addresses. Well, you can, I guess, but not as targeted, uh, or mm-hmm. or you can't do direct you know, email marketing tools. So, yeah, absolutely. The the structure and type of information that you have dictates what you can do with it. Yeah. And then as as far as that goes, theoretically, we get some, whatever, wherever the medium is, we get something that goes out that reaches to whatever database. Um, you know, you talk about addresses. You, know, you can pull, at least here, you can, you can pull a list from your local title company of single-family you know, homeowners in the area and and things like that, and then set up a mailing. And that's I get tons of those as far as that goes. But uh, that you talked a little bit about what happens when they get a response, or how do they get the response back? And there is no tracking on mailers, but what about electronical type of stuff? Um, how do they track? Uh, you know, I think in, in terms of newsletters and things like that, open rates, click-through rates, that kind of stuff. But Yeah, I mean, that, that's what really, that's what intrigues me a lot. And, and I think I've seen a lot of agents, brokers, and brands kind of pivoting in this direction is maybe they have tracking on their, uh, on their emails. Maybe they have tracking on their website. Maybe they have landing mm-hmm. pages that the direct mail drives them to. Um, all these things that you guys are, are really experts on. But what I, what I don't see a lot of is taking all of that, all of those inputs and putting them in one spot um, mm-hmm. and kind of triangulating that information so that you've got an overall story. You, you were talking earlier about 
um, the tool that allows you to see, you know, the whole social profile of an individual. And, and that isn't combined with this information either. And so that's where we said, ah, there's an opportunity here to take all this information. So the, the social profiles, whether or not they're opening emails, what, what uh, they're viewing on your website, are they looking at properties? How often, what addresses are they looking at? What neighborhoods? Um, mm -hmm. Take all of that information, wrap it into one spot. Um, add additional information on top of it to show sort of a, a general level of interest. Um, the, and that's where we start to get super technical and nerdy, and, and I'll try not to get too nerdy on you guys, but let me know what you want. <laughs> no, we want that. <laughs> we definitely want that. So what are you looking for? And I want to speak specifically to your product. What are you looking for uh, in that because essentially, because you gave me a peek on the, on the inside as far as that goes, mm -hmm. um, maybe a couple of months ago now, of what you guys are working for. So I'm sure it's gotten bigger, better, and changed. But uh, essentially, here's my database, or here's you know what I gave you as far as my database, and you are going to be able to show me who's apt to be the next person to move or who I should start watching. And... And I thought that was incredible because that kind of disrupts the sales cycle, really. I, I, I believe it does. I think it's a different way of approaching the sales cycle and something that we need to kind of redefine. But anyone, anyone can kind of do this on their own. Um, you just need to take all that tracking information and compare it to your database, and then you see who is interested in viewing your content. As long as you're marketing to them, you'll be able to have some good feedback and results, and you can do that with Google Analytics or any other tool that you've got. Um, mm -hmm. I think what separates us apart is that we're taking additional layers of data and applying it to all the contacts in your email or all the contacts in the agent's uh, database, and we're using uh, government data, uh, we're using credit card uh, purchase history data, and we're using social data and applying that in there. And that's not something that an individual agent can go out and, and acquire, of course. That's something that, that we've uh, been able to acquire and apply here. So basically, we are. We're trying to take – an average agent has 2,000 contacts in their email contact database. And of those, there's a lot of those people that are going to move every year, and you're missing out on – uh, most of those people moving, unfortunately. Most agents are. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we can score all those prospects every month and tell you daily who's most likely to move each day, then rather than randomly calling five people a day or ten people a day from your database and, and reaching out to them, why not call the five or three people uh, a day that are most likely to move and set up a time to have coffee with them? So to your point, and I think the way that this ties into the, the show from last week, guys, is that it, the traditional sales cycle is disrupted. We now are qualifying the leads to some extent before we reach out to them. Right. You know, and, and that's that's what every single agent hopes is when they knock on that door and the person answers and the guy says, you know, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. i got an open house down the street. You know, they're doing the door knocking thing. And mm -hmm. because I get a lot of that in my neighborhood and they're doing the door knocking thing or the phone call, the, you know, calling people in your database. 
what they hope to hear that homeowner say is, hey, this is so weird. I'm so glad that you just popped by. We were thinking, we were just thinking of selling in the spring or, you know, whatever. They hope to, that's all of a sudden you hear all the bells go off, ding, 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 ding. And (laughs) that's exactly what they want. And what you're saying is there's ways to detect that and tell an agent in their database, you know, here's, here's who you should be paying attention to. There's a, a phrase that I don't take credit for, and I don't know who to give the credit for, but I love it. Um, it's the D's. Are you guys familiar with the D's in real estate? I am, but you should, for everybody okay. else who is not. Yeah, so the D's are, uh, as far as I know them to be, uh, death, disease, divorce, and diapers. So, <laughs> so these are the things that, with a high degree of probability, indicate a likelihood of a move. And um, mm-hmm. some of the best real estate agents I know, top top teams, top agents nationwide, use the D's and are always looking for the D's. And if they can find the, one of those D's, that's who they want to reach out for, or, or reach out to. And so, mm-hmm. if you're door knocking, and in 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 your scenario, if you're knocking on doors. And you could only knock on the ones that had a D-related issue. Your probability of a close and your length of uh, the sales cycle is going right. to be much reduced. Yeah, that's and it, to me that's that's amazing. I have to I have to share a quick story. We, way back, Ari Bar Camp was just getting started out, and I want to say it was probably the first one in Phoenix. I think it was the first RE Bar Camp Phoenix. I flew out there, and um, and this is maybe where I first uh, heard this, and I think it was Bill Risser um, who was one of the organizers, and we were actually, it was in a baseball field, and we were in the dugout, or actually the locker room for this one oh, session. Oh, yeah, this was, was the, this is the giant, this was Jay's Bar Camps in, in the giant spring training yes, facility, right? Yes, in Scottsdale. Yeah, and the Giants play the spring training there. And we were, we were actually in, I mean, we were in the locker room. And he was doing a Facebook session, and he was talking about, um, and this is something that I do and I've done, um, you make lists within, for instance, like in Facebook. So all of your past clients, all the people who are best or most apt to refer people to you, that's the most important people in your life. And you should make that list, and that's who you should be on top of and watching for. And I believe, I re, if I remember right, he mentioned the four Ds. I, I that that's awesome. I because I only heard about this um, maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. The Ds. Um, mm-hmm. So Bill was on top of it. I don't know if that's the first one that I was at in Phoenix or if I went to the second one in Phoenix, but I was not in that dugout session. That would have been uh that would have been eye opening. I would have I would have liked to have been there. Those bar yeah. camps were, were really something else, man. Absolutely. I uh I, I got a question, uh Chris. Going back to the traditional sales cycle and I'm talking about the same thing we've been teaching and learning for a hundred years, the seven step sales cycle which is prospect for leads, make the connection, qualify the prospect, make your pitch, um, overcome objections, close the sale, and ask for referrals. Mm-hmm. You're talking about disrupting that completely. Now, obviously, we don't want 
our listeners to throw that away because it's still a really good foundation. But help us in those seven standard cycle elements. How does Revaluate, um, we'll call it augment that, because they're still there uh, to a degree. Can you just kind of speak to a second? Because that sales cycle takes a different amount of time for everyone. So we won't talk about timing, but just each of those steps, prospecting, connecting, qualifying, presenting, uh, objections, Mm -hmm. closing, and referrals. Where do you come in and, and how do you engage with that? Sure, Ken, and, and, and you're right. I, I don't advocate ditching the uh, the seven-step process that's worked since uh, we were cave dwellers. But uh, but what what we have seen is, hey, we can add some efficiencies in here um, by tweaking this a little bit for this component uh, of the business. So I still advocate going out and prospecting all the time. Whatever method is working for you, continue doing that because you're adding names to the database uh, all the time. That's, that's uh, one of your most important activities. But what I would suggest that we can help with is taking number three, which is qualifying the prospect uh, for in most of these sales cycles, and putting it in front of prospecting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you still have to qualify them again uh, later probably and, and you know, whatever your process is. But if you can take step three – qualifying the prospect and do that first before you pick up the phone and call someone or before you send them a handwritten note, that can have a, a tremendously large impact uh, on your ROI, um, uh, specifically of the time spent prospecting. Uh, mm-hmm. That, you know, if you have right now a, uh, well, I, I don't know, what, what is a great close ratio uh, from prospecting on the phone from cold calling. I, I don't even know what a great percentage <laughs> would be. If you, if you talk to some of the agents that I talk to, it'd be one in 500 as far as. <laughs> that's, that's a lot sure. of work, man. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. Um, and, and, it, and so the, the, yeah, go ahead. No, let you finish. Yeah. So the idea is let's, let's, try to make that initial appointment sitting down for coffee with somebody um, mm-hmm. or a beer <laughs> or sushi or whatever, but mm-hmm. yay, the well, sushi con shout out there. <laughs> I, I would, I would like to see agents um, being more effective with their time and, and helping people um, move more efficiently. And I think that starts with, calling people that are more likely to move than people that are not likely to move. It's a pretty basic concept, but it takes a whole lot of technical wizardry, uh, data science and uh, uh, resources to make, to make this happen. So let's be clear here that you're not a quote unquote lead generation site where people come and say, I want to buy a home in such and such a property. And then you turn around and sell Mm -hmm. that lead for $500. Um, <laughs> I've seen those prices. Uh, this is a way to use common intelligence, uh, and I don't mean intellect, I mean information intelligence uh, that's a little more difficult to come by, and you, you're accumulating that and preparing that for your users to analyze specific persons, Correct. Because we noticed that people didn't have databases, we built a 
little tool to allow to create a database for agents. So mm-hmm. they have this huge network of people in their email, their Gmail, their Outlook 365, uh, what have you, but it's not organized. And so we built a tool uh, that basically parses, sorts, dedupes, and organizes their contacts in about 10 seconds and creates wow. CSVs that the agent can then use to send to any product, your bomb bomb, your happy grasshopper, your Altos research, they all require CSVs to input into their marketing systems. Right. But no one had a tool to create a CSV until uh, we created it. And, and it's a free tool. So anyone can use it. We're, we're not, you know, trying to keep people from doing this and we solved a, a problem for people and we want people to use it. So um, that, that free tool takes and pulls out all of the vendors that they work with and puts them in one bucket. It pulls out all of the real estate agents that they work with and puts them in another bucket. All the spam goes in the a third bucket. And what's left is uh, a nice CSV of all your prospects. And that of course goes into reevaluate if they become a customer or it can go into uh, any other tool that you guys might recommend uh, or suggest. Awesome. Awesome. We're completely out of time, but Chris Dreyer of Revaluate, get over there to revaluate.com. They're on Facebook and uh, check them out. And thanks, Chris, for taking the time of being with us today. Thanks so much. Uh, They can actually go to revaluate.com slash gold about that free tool. Awesome. Awesome. See you next week. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 